1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
3: Welcome in to the spooky edition of Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Zello. Matt Scravey on Halloween. Scravey's enjoying himself. Thoroughly He's having right too now. much fun over there. He is.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, I watched The Munsters. I was telling Chris this earlier, but there's a Rob Zombie remake of The Munsters on Netflix. It's uh-huh. actually pretty funny. It's pretty good. Yeah. And it uh, got me in the mood for
5: this type of music.
3: You know, I don't know how much uh, I take your uh, movie. Critiques.
5: Yes, every movie's the greatest one ever yeah, made. Yeah,
3: you, you've, you've kind of lost all uh, You've lost uh, a lot of credibility, credibility with that. There, so. You've never even watched
4: one of the movies that I've said to watch. Uh, Chris yeah. did watch a movie that i said to watch, and he loved it. Which it, one? It was the one uh, where, with Adam Sandler and the basketball player. I can't remember the name. That was a good one.
3: Adam Sandler and the basketball Oh, with Kevin Garnett? No, no,
4: it was, that was Uncut Gems, but that was This also was a, good a different movie. one. Uh it was on Netflix. It was um it, it was, was quite uh, good. Tony. Bo Cruz was the
5: guy's okay, character name. Okay. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is in the movie as the bad guy.
4: You would love this movie.
5: You'd like it. It's about it has... uh Adam Sandler is a um is a basketball scout. Yeah. And, for the and he Sixers. goes out and he discovers this uh guy. Uh, I don't remember where he discovered him. Oh, he found him in Spain at a basketball court. And he brings him to the NBA and tries to get him into the league. You would like the movie, Tony. You would. Uh, I'll look up the title of it while Scraby gets into the the daily gambit. Before you get there, though, we should just let everybody know the weather is rather frightening in Philadelphia tonight (laughs) for Halloween and for Game 3 of the World Series. So don't know that they're going to get that game in on time. Furthermore, don't even know that they're going to get the game in. It's raining pretty steadily right now in Philadelphia, two hours before the scheduled first pitch. So, not good. Little update there.
3: Yeah, not uh, good. yeah, same kind of stuff we saw there not too long ago. So, actually, a little hard. They got the tarp on.
5: So, you think they will get it in? Doing a little uh, using your Philadelphia experience.
3: No, no, no. I'm not saying they will or won't. I'm just saying things have a uh, an ability to clear up and give them a window because with. They're going to try to play this game like their best because oh, yes, they, they don't want will. the advantage because you brought up the point that, you know, another day of rest for their two top guns, all of a sudden it brings both of them back into play again. And, um, you know, that may not, they're going to pitch again anyway, but that extra day of rest could be an advantage for Philly. So they're going to try to play this game. I got, uh, I got Rob Manfred on right now. I assume talking about just that. so Or the hunk of metal. Or and the- I
5: feel very comfortable with Rob Manfred <laughs> making the decision and well. in, in control of the situation.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scrab, you ready for a day, again?
2: Do you like money?
5: I think about money a oh, lot.
2: Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. We're almost
4: halfway through the NFL season. How have your bets been doing? The BetQL app uses proven data and analytics to help you make smarter bets on everything from the NFL and college football to basketball and the World Series. BetQL looks at every bet from every game and ranks them on a scale from one to five stars with those five-star bets being your best chances to cash in haven't heard that in a while i know that's why i got to play it it was great Very good. losing money is no fun winning is so there were some great parlays that were posted on twitter over the weekend and i really love this twitter account uh, for everybody out there it's br betting it's bleacher report betting on twitter and they they put these up and These, some of these, uh, these bets are just insane. Like after us doing this for the past couple years, some of these bets, I can't even fathom hitting, but here's one. Uh, there was someone who had a four leg parlay. They put $10 down on this parlay and it consisted of Alvin Kamara to score two plus touchdowns. AJ Brown to score two plus touchdowns. Jalen Waddle to score two plus touchdowns and Derrick Henry to score two plus touchdowns. Now, all of those things happened. All of those things happened. So the odds when they made the bet was plus two hundred and fifty three thousand four hundred and ninety seven. They put ten dollars down. But guess what, guys? The person got a little scared or smart
3: and however you look at it
4: smart and decided to cash out before Derrick Henry was able to get his two touchdowns. Because all of those games that with the other uh, the previous players were in the morning and Derrick Henry was at one p.m., so they did not want to wait. They cashed out. They end up with two thousand four hundred one dollars
5: mm. off of ten, off of ten dollars. But it would have been two hundred some odd thousand had they two fifty three stuck it out for Derrick Henry.
4: Ah man, can you? That would be, I don't know. Would you guys pull it? I, I think I may. Knowing that I have two grand sitting there, I think I may get out of uh, the Derrick Henry
5: stuff. I don't know. Two grand doesn't change your life. 200 some odd grand changes your
3: life wait, wait, quite wait, a wait, bit. Wait. So he got two grand when he pulled out? of the, Yes. The, he he could have got in, two
4: No, Well, $10, I think he would have received $25,000. 25000 which is a lot. That's a lot. A, that's, but
3: that's, a lot of, that's, that's a game changer. There. That's
5: a game changer.
3: But two thousand four hundred is a game changer. I mean, if you've already got what was it four correct, three correct, three correct, yes, out of the four, and, and Derek, the
5: four was in progress. The
3: fourth. Oh, man, I think I might have rolled the down I'll tell you on one, one, one thing:
5: if you saw that Tennessee Houston game, there was only one way the Tennessee was going to score, and that was with Derrick Henry running. <laughs> so called. you knew he was going to get the ball. It was. The, it, was you was, had a good chance.
3: Was Tannehill hurt?
5: Yes, Tannehill did not make the trip.
4: Okay. Uh, I, I have a feeling, see, I don't know the actual rules of the bet, but I think you can cash out early enough. Evidently. Uh, yeah, because I can't see you being like fourth quarter, one second left.
5: The thing that worries me about some of these parlays that you're going to read yeah. is that people are going to listen to it and go, oh, wow, I can make that same kind of money. No, these odds are they, insane. Ne- the odds against this happening are astronomical. This is the they first are.
3: time I feel like one like that is, has hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, had we've had got
5: a had a lot of $10 losses before you finally get something like that to go your way.
4: Now I'm going to end with a Monday night football parlay and that that's, that's, we'll end on that one. Cause that one's the craziest. Okay. The next one that I saw was someone out there predicted the final score of the Eagles and Steelers game, 35 to 13. They put down five bucks on plus thirty thousand to get that score. Wow. They ended up going home with one thousand five hundred five dollars just for predicting the score. Yeah. Now, no, how cool. in the world do you predict a thirty-five thirteen? Like, I, I get it. It's easy to come with up with those numbers, but that
5: is just ridiculous. You got to predict some score. Yeah, but... Even you proved after the end of an entire baseball season <laughs> that you finally picked a final score if right. I'm, you're right. Took you
4: it took you all chance. season practice. If I'm making uh, $5 bets for each one of those, Chris, how much money did I lose yeah. during that time? Well, that's time? the whole
5: point of the, the exercise is to show people that even though you did eventually pick a score right, it cost you so much money. Yeah. Of losses leading up to that. Do you feel like
4: picking a score should be bigger odds? Plus 30,000? Yeah, that's, predict not, a enough. Score? that's, that's not, not enough. That's not enough
5: at all. It's really, really almost impossible to do. I know.
4: Uh, all right. So the next one is a two leg parlay from yesterday, and it's plus 139,900 on the odds. And this person bet Alvin Kamara to have three plus touchdowns, which he did, Deontay Foreman to have three plus touchdowns, which he did.
5: Who's so, Deontay Foreman? He plays is he related for the Panthers. Da- is he related to Dante Foreman, who actually does play for the Panthers? It's not Deontay? No. Oh, then that's my fault. It's D-apostrophe-O-N-T-A. Deontay.
3: Dante. Dante? Isn't it Dante? I I've know. heard Deontay. All right, never mind. <laughs> Mr. Foreman.
4: Wait, did you know something I didn't but then called me out and then not actually sure? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go look this up. I'm not saying I'm right. I just Deontay. It just, it I think just it looks is. like Deontay.
5: Really? With an A on the
3: end of it? Yeah, I think it's Deontay. Like Ryan, Deontay Johnson. I don't know who Deontay Johnson is, but He plays I, for the Steelers. I think it's Deontay. Anyway. Yeah.
5: Right. We digress. This person put yes, two- I digressed a lot. There. Sorry about
2: that.
4: This person put $2 down on this, and they ended up winning 2800 bucks on this
5: bet. So that's What a good. dumb bet. It really is What stupid. an absolutely dumb bet. It really is. Alvin Kamara hadn't scored a touchdown all year.
4: <laughs> really? Like, who wakes up and says, I'm going to think that he scores three today? And then put uh, someone's first name, then Foreman, as the second bet and think he's going to score three-plus touchdowns. It's kind of weird. Did you
3: say someone's first name? Yeah, because we're not sure if his pronunciation. <laughs> so.
4: All right, here is the final bet that I saw from over the weekend that is still in progress. I think it's the biggest odds we've ever seen. Speaking of biggest odds we've ever seen, I saw Scott Miller uh, in a video... When Dusty Baker and Mattress Mac were meeting each other, I found that really fun to see Scott just standing there listening to the conversation. But you, anyway. you find
3: yourself near some uh, interesting conversations when you're down there. Oh
4: yeah, yeah. Scott. When you're on the field, yeah. Scott's always down there. Um, all right, seventeen leg same or seventeen leg parlay for this person. They have hit sixteen of those legs already. I'm not going to list all the legs. The odds in total are plus 1,600,073. Joe Mixon needs over 63 and a half yards tonight on Monday Night Football rushing for them to win $124,333.46. This person must have had some sort of formula because they bet $7.77. So really? that means that they probably have some computer program that's trying to pick this up. I for mean, them. today's
3: today that's how gambling is done a lot of time, not a lot now these days. Do we think that Joe Mixon
4: is going to be over 63 and a half rushing yards tonight to put this bet into the paid category of $124,000?
3: Yes, if that's is what is the remaining bet, I think he gets over that's 64 it. yards there. That's
5: it.
4: Chris. No, he won't
3: make it.
5: This guy will be heartbroken. He'll have 64 yards, and they'll pitch one back to him, and they'll lose
3: two (laughs) on his final carry of the game. (laughs) And it'll break this guy's heart. That'll be on bad beats. Yeah, it would be on bad beats. This (laughs) was bet
4: on FanDuel, so I, I did see the guy. He was actually trying to get FanDuel to let him out of it. But they would not let him out of it, so uh, he's gonna have to let, let him ride. out of it. What? what does he want? Seven dollars and wants seventy-seven cents. No, back? he wants to
3: cash out. Oh, he wants to get out. Yeah, now.
4: but they won't let him for some reason. I, you probably—it's probably some sort of bet. Well, he's not risking very much. He's probably
3: in the small, uh, small writing there on the.
4: Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like because I know other bets you can cash out, but anyway, that one. So if Joe Mixon
5: is- makes it tonight. The guy gets one hundred and twenty-four grand. Or gal, yes. Or gal, yeah. That's a hell that's of a pretty bet. Good. There good bets. Seven dollars and ninety nine cents. Seven dollars and what? Seventy seven cents. Seven
3: dollars and seventy seven cents? Seven. Seven dollars $7 and seventy seven cents. Good there luck.
5: Good luck predicting sixteen bets in a row, correct. That's uh, well they pretty, already did. Pretty, I know. Oh, okay. I'm just saying to anybody else out there who wants to try it. Good luck.
4: With yeah, don't do so, it. Did you guys hear, by the way, that's it for the Daily Gambit. Did you guys hear about this um this crazy situation that happened at Michigan and Michigan State?
3: Yeah. In the locker room, I uh, thought it would be
5: in
4: the big five. It's not because it's such a big topic that I put it into a regular topic. We'll talk
3: about it when we return. We got uh, more Gwen and Chris plus some Michigan, Michigan State uh, possible assault charges could be involved in a melee. We'll get into it after. Here's some track. This episode
0: is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
5: My goodness, we are really getting you in the mood. (laughs) Halloween, Scraby was, uh, you probably didn't watch any sports all weekend. You were busy putting all this stuff together. Uh, Very proud of you. Yeah. I didn't watch much. I didn't watch much yesterday. I went for a hike instead. A hike? Yes. Sure you uh, just uh, left the 49er Ram game alone?
4: No, I had it on my phone and I was listening on Bluetooth as I was walking. 49ers just own
5: the Rams. You know what else? Uh, the Patriots own the Jets. Oh, yeah. Beat them for the 13th consecutive time yesterday. And the Jets have been good. And the Jets have been better this year. Welcome back to uh, Gwyn and Chris Crisello. Tony Gwynn Jr., Mr. Scrabby as well. We're coming up on Monday Night Football. These Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns, a matchup of uh, teams that both wear uh, black and orange. So seems to make sense on Halloween night. The Ohio Rivals going at it. Bengals are four and three. The Browns are two and five on the season. Uh, This Michigan-Michigan State rivalry took a turn for the worse over the weekend. Michigan beat Michigan State. Uh, I was going to say they beat them up, but that'd be very poor usage of terminology here because beating up is what happened in the tunnel on the way back to the locker rooms. Uh, four Michigan State players were seen on social media videos, kicking, grabbing, punching two different Michigan players. One was defensive back Jamon Green, who was punched, and then his teammate Jadaden McBurrows was kicked and attacked when he tried to help his teammate. Four Michigan State players have been immediately suspended by the uh, school. Jim Harbaugh, for his part, the head coach of Michigan, says, that there should be charges filed against these young men. Uh, do we have a little clip of Mr. Harbaugh? Yeah. You got to get his tone in this.
6: Go.
2: There for needs it. to be accountability. There needs to be a full, thorough, timely investigation. I can't imagine that these, uh, will not, in, um, uh, that they won't, I can't imagine that this will not result in criminal charges. The videos are, uh, are, uh, are bad.
5: He went on to say, it's clear what transpired, very open and shut. Watch the tape. Uh, Tony, here something that happens after almost every college football game I've ever seen. Yeah, Not every game, not the fight. What I'm saying happens after every game is the two teams who are out on the field for three and a half hours, physically pounding on each other, playing a brutal game of football, are asked to exit the field together, together yeah. and walk up the exact same tunnel, one to one locker room and one to the other. This seems to be a flaw in the design, if you ask me. And I know at Michigan, for sure, both teams run out the tunnel in the exact same place because I've been there before with the Aztecs. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm honestly surprised this doesn't happen more often. I'm thankful that it doesn't but this is a this is an off, awful situation. I mean, a couple of Michigan kids really got
6: hurt
3: yeah uh it's not it doesn't seem like the best way to um to exit right because especially in a situation like this where Michigan got the best of uh Michigan state pretty thoroughly right and so you know naturally there's gonna be some raw emotion and feelings. And this, and this is a large part why, you know, even when they exit this the field, they they try to bridge, they try to have a barrier with coaches in between the two, except at the end, because at the end it kind of they kind of just filter Everybody off. Everybody goes right? out
5: on the field, congratulates each other, yeah. And so, shakes mean, hands and then kind of walks off the field together.
3: It would seem that it would be smart so that you would you know prevent these type of incidents from happening. But I will say that you know the video is pretty. Um, it's it's pretty tough to watch.
5: I haven't it, seen it. The
3: Michigan kid is just getting he he is getting lumped like up with with no helmet. You see some helmets swung.
5: I believe uh
4: Jim Harbaugh said after the game that someone got their nose broken. Yeah. Uh one of the videos was actually from a recruit's mother that was there with the recruit checking out Michigan and trying to see the game and everything. So they got their their video right there. But uh it it, it is hard to watch because there's there's not just like Sports anger in there. Nah. There is real anger, and there it became sort of a mob mentality a little bit, where yep. one guy started going, and then the rest got the other
3: guy started going. There wasn't, you know, it was the disappointing part. There wasn't one dude Who, on one the Michigan te- yeah, State yeah. side, like so hey, 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 yeah, like tried to just get far. him out of it. Yeah, yeah. it was just a bunch of dudes, you know, taking shots. And my man got out of there. Thankfully, he looked a little dazed as he probably you know, should have been based on what happened. And, you know, you hate to bring the law in into this, but in this kind of case, it's hard to argue against it. Now, these are young men, you know, they you, you like to think that they, if they had it to do over, they would do it again. But, you know, whoever's parent, whoever's the parent of that young man who got beat up, it'd be hard to convince for me to look them in the face and be like, nah, I don't think, you know, there should be anything more at this point.
5: Well, I don't know what they're going to do about this. Uh, this was this uh, and ultimately the Big 10 says they're going to take immediate and appropriate action and and we'll find out exactly what the you know final result of this particular incident is concerned. But what they need to do for sure is make sure that this is not allowed to happen again at the University of Michigan. Apparently, the last game played there 2 weeks ago, Penn State and Michigan players exchanged words as they were going to the locker room for halftime. Uh, Penn State. That players, was in Penn
3: State, though, wasn't it?
5: That was no. That was at Michigan. That was at Michigan. Yes, that was at Michigan. And Penn State players apparently threw. It sounds kind of comical. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the Michigan players as they headed so to the locker room. It's a waste of peanut butter and jelly.
3: Yeah, I got to eat that Wait, stuff. The players were the Michigan players were. Th- or no, the Penn State, Penn State, players, State players were, were throwing, throwing
5: peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the Michigan players as the teams headed to the locker room at halftime. <laughs> Penn State coach James Franklin said afterward a policy change was needed. To provide a more orderly use of the tunnel, um, you know, it's, I, I know you're laughing it's, because of the peanut butter and jelly TV sandwich. And Jay's thing. Better than helmets, but yeah. <laughs> but let's shit. just keep that out of it for a second because this is a serious issue in a way that needs to be addressed. I can't believe Michigan is the only place in America where the teams go off the tunnel in the pretty much the same direction. I know at the old Qualcomm Stadium, it was a different tunnel that you went up to go to the locker rooms, Tony but the locker rooms are still pretty close together and you could you know you could have some heated exchanges but in michigan it is one tunnel that both teams use to go back towards the locker rooms and i would think that they're going to have to find a way to change this policy uh, as james franklin said cuz you can't have this stuff happening again
3: no this uh, you're right it's the second second time in 2 weeks there has been an incident involving a Michigan team, whether it was Penn State last time or Michigan State this time, both in the same spots. So, but I think
5: it's a lot of it because of the design. But that's of the building. that's
3: what I was getting at. Yeah. I mean, is that so? You know, if if two different teams are happening in the same spot, there's there's issues. There's got to be a better way to to maybe exit or let or, or maybe I, I mean I don't know if you can build another tunnel and have it. I don't know how that that part would work, but. This way seems to be causing issues. Now, seems like what you're going to
5: have to eventually do is keep Michigan's team on the field until the other team totally exits the field before you let Michigan go off the field or the other way around.
3: Yeah, Because be you general. can't
5: have these teams walking up the tunnel together.
3: But my question is: Is it wasn't an issue until now? Like this is the first. It's had to have been an issue in the past. We just now right? hearing we've about
5: it. Well, when's the last time we had social media where everybody had a camera out filming the guys walk I mean, up the we've, tunnel?
3: We've had that for the last at least five, right? Okay. I mean, we haven't we haven't seen or heard these type of things happening. No, yeah, that's true. Until I mean, at least to this level, till now.
4: Yeah, I, I think um, the charging someone, making it a criminal investigation, which I agree with, because you swung a helmet. That that leads to a lot it of It does seem weird a little things. strong, right? It,
3: but but I'm it, just saying if I'm if I am the young man's parent, I want some type of punishment. Something. Some something yeah. s- strong. Because this yeah, like I said earlier,
4: this was not just a hey you beat us, let's get in your face. This was a hey you beat us, let's beat you up. And we're all going to We're taking beat you
3: up. we're going to take it out on you. Yeah, what it seem yeah. like. So. Not Jim, a good scene.
4: Jim Harbaugh, he finds himself in the middle of some controversies though, I got to say. Gotta say,
5: with all due respect to Jim Harbaugh, I think that's an accurate statement, but I don't know that it applies here.
4: No, I don't think. He, I think you're right. You're I don't right. know what he
5: did. Yes, you're right there. <laughs> I don't know what he did other than have the game in his stadium. All right, we'll take a break and come back. Big Five is headed your way. This story was deemed too big for the Big Five. It was. So who knows what Scraby <laughs> left us over? Oh, I got some gems. All right, we'll all find out together when Gwen and Chris resumes.
3: 3.35 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello. Ah!
6: <laughs> the, my Halloween sounds. The
3: horrified, <laughs> <good>. the
5: horrified <laughs> Chris Ello. <Yes>. Blood curdling. <laughs> <laughs>
3: time
5: time what is show today?
3: Scrape, what is... I don't know. Is, is it, Scrapey. you just over here pushing buttons No, again I
4: want to enjoy my music.
3: So were you trying to hit that button no. right there?
4: No, no, that's coming up. It's not now.
3: Interesting. As I said, okay. <laughs> this hour on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Gomez Trial Attorneys. Seriously injured? Get a real trial attorney. Get Gomez. Uh, we have a Big Five headed your way. And, you know, that Michigan State, Michigan, was a perfect Big Five uh, story. No, not but, deemed but, as but, such by uh, uh, Mr. Scraby. Scraby, uh Thought differently. So he thought it was the sixth best story of the day. Sixth. No, best. that's not true. So I'm so I'm interested to see Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? I gotta trust this comment. <laughs> I tried to I, move on. I, I have really to did this comment. The
4: Big Five specifically is the best of the rest. So technically, I viewed the Michigan Michigan State story as better than Big Five material. So just need to get that out before Chris says I it was my sixth favorite story.
3: <laughs> I tried to move on. It just, you didn't
5: get it out before I said that, because I already said it.
3: There it is. It
6: was
5: your sixth best story.
3: Without further ado, here's Scraby's Big Five.
6: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more two
1: Tour.
3: more.
6: You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. <laughs> Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crownley Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with
2: the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
4: All right, well, the Phillies and the Astros tonight, they may be rained out. We're not sure. But MLB Network has some great rain coverage right now, rain out
3: coverage, which is Harold Reynolds doing some infield drills. <laughs> he Bobby literally Dickerson. was doing a drill with former Padres infield coach. I don't know, really, bench coach, right? I think he, he was when he was here. Third base coach as well, doing an infield drill in which Harold had a mask on his face.
4: It was like a cricket mask.
3: Yeah, and Bobby Dickerson was flipping him balls, and he was, like, hitting them with his face, basically. <laughs> was, I've never seen like, this it drill was, before. It was strange. Please knock these down with your face. <laughs> right, and so uh, I think the, the purpose of the drill was to, you know, really follow the ball into the glove with your head, your eyes. And so I've never seen that drill, but... Do you remember That's why when, Bobby Dickerson? That seems one like of the a drill ones. I
5: might tell Bobby Dickerson. No, yeah, I <laughs> don't want to do that. And this seems like a segment
4: they were like, "This is never going to get used until there was rain." <laughs> boom, there
5: no, it is. I wonder if the Philadelphia right Phillies players are doing those drills because they're not <laughs> they're not very good defensively. Either. I know they got they got
3: the outs above replacements right now, and we got a negative ten for Alec Boehm.
5: Yeah, he's not good at third. He made a couple good he plays tonight, though. He really did. Never know. Yeah. Anyway. All right, we
4: move on to our first topic, number five. And I don't know if you guys have been seeing this, but it took a while for some of the Dodgers to break their silence about losing the NLDS to the Padres. The, Trey Turner did it last week, uh, Justin Turner's done it, now Max Muncy did it as well, and he said something that kind of rankled me, it's my new favorite word, rankled me a little bit on Instagram, so he goes on to say thank you to the fans and, and everybody at Chavez Ravine, this was on Friday night, he said, we should be preparing for game one tonight at the ravine, but we stumbled on our own feet, we are just as frustrated as all of you, as all of you. at the end of the day we need to do better. Now the part that really bothers me is he said we stumbled on our own feet. My question to you, Chris: Did the Padres beat the Dodgers, or did the
5: Dodgers beat themselves? The Padres beat the Dodgers, but I don't expect Max Muncie to admit that. Nor do I expect any, you know, good. But he's making it seem like
4: he's making it seem like we were the ones who lost. No one. Well, I'm sure he feels
5: like they didn't play well, and they didn't come through with you know timely hits. So. You know, he feels like they could have controlled the outcome, and I understand that. Uh, That's okay. I'm not going to take it personally. Uh, You're taking it personally. I didn't like it. As if he's (laughs) saying something to the effect of, you know, the Padres are – because the Padres aren't as good as the Dodgers. I mean, what's – They are, though. No, they they beat them in a series. That doesn't make them better than the Dodgers. It made them better that week. I think the part that bothered me is that –
4: he said, "The stumbling on your own feet means that you were the one who caused your own demise, not someone else." And I, I don't think well, that they're giving the Padres any credit whatsoever. He probably could have added Dodgers that the players. he
5: could have added that the Padres played well, but we feel like we, uh, you know, we didn't come through and take care of what we should have taken care of. I, I don't have a problem. All right, Tony, uh, I know
4: you don't have a problem with this. Give it to me again. Max Muncy said, uh, "We should be preparing for Game One tonight at the Ravine, but we stumbled on our own feet." And instead of giving the Padres or any, you know, he basically said it was our doing. No one else beat us. And I don't think that he's giving the Padres the due that they deserve.
3: I mean, I wouldn't expect him to. to I don't or. expect
4: him to say it in the post. Like, you, man, the Padres played so what So what is great. your problem
3: with the post if you don't expect him to say it in the post?
4: Instead of saying we should...
3: Be preparing. What would you want? To, what did you want, Max Muncie's? I just to want say? him
4: to say basically, if if I'm going to redo that sentence, I'm going to say. <laughs> it's hard. He's really
5: putting you on the spot here. It's hard
4: right now not to be at Dodger Stadium getting ready for Game One. Uh-huh. We just didn't make it there. Something like that. <laughs> I, then you put me on the spot. You put me on the spot. Or, or, a, or something like. I don't uh,
3: expect him to be like, man, the Padres. They they really got us this year. Like, we failed. That Man, is. the Padres are a
5: great, great <laughs> ball club. I, I just have a hard they time. They whipped our behind. <laughs> right,
3: I have a hard time hearing him say that. And so, I, you know, I expect... What we got right i there. knew
4: this would be a hard sell <laughs> i knew this would be a hard sell you guys didn't bite for any of it
2: number four
4: all right some cowboys fans are a little ticked off at their owner jerry jones today why because he is really stubborn about ezekiel elliott and refuses to give tony pollard a bigger role even after pollard's 131 yards rushing and three touchdowns yesterday Jones said, quote, there's no argument. Zeke's ability to punish, Zeke's ability to deliver, Zeke's ability, what he does for us in the pass protection, and frankly, Zeke's ability to make big plays are there, and we're going to go as Zeke goes. I really mean he's that integral to our success this year, end quote. So many fans of the Cowboys think it's actually because Zeke got a big contract extension and Jerry Jones can't handle him not playing while paying him all that money. So, Tony... When is it time for Tony Pollard to start over Zeke? Uh, When is it time? Yeah. Because I see the clearer better back is Tony Pollard.
3: Maybe so. I think you got to be careful with these type of things, right? Tony Pollard is not required to share the bulk load of the uh, carry, so maybe you're getting the best version of Tony Pollard in the this specific role. It's very few uh, NFL teams now that have one defined back anyway. So I don't know that there needs – maybe you could start, you know, giving Pollard a a few more of the carries, but I don't know that it needs to – it's a good weapon to have a change of pace back like Pollard. That's why he's gashing these teams like that. I mean, he's coming in. He's a little quicker, uh, a little more explosive, not quite the big back that – Ezekiel is, so I don't know that it needs to change Cowboys are I mean I hate to say it I don't know how long it's going to last, but they're in pretty good spot right now getting a quarterback back mm-hmm. he was great yesterday yeah, he played well yeah so I think they are I think they' are in an okay spot right now
4: Chris, when is it time for Tony Pollard to start over Zeke
5: about a month ago? <laughs> it's true, though. It seems true, but i I, I got I to gotta agree with Tony on a couple of things here. I'm looking at Tony Pollard's game log for this season. The most times he's carried in a, a ball in a game was yesterday. He had 14 attempts. His other game's 12, 11, 8, 8, 13, 9, 6. Be careful if he ever gets up to 25 or 30 because you have lost Ezekiel Elliott completely by putting him down and, you know, trashing him and, You know, threatening to trade him away because you you know throwing him out because you don't seemingly need him anymore. I think you do still need Ezekiel Elliott, but I think it's clear that Tony Pollard needs to get his ten to twelve carries per game for sure alongside Ezekiel Elliott. So uh, I think Pollard you know is the guy right now. He's got a little more burst than Zeke, but yeah, like Tony says, be careful if you're Dallas, and I can understand why you want to you know you want to keep Zeke there. Pollard could also get hurt. Yeah. So, hey, listen,
3: when it when it gets cold, I'll tell you what, those big backs that start coming through that hole, it's not that fun tackling them over and over again. Yeah, true. when Tony Pollard
5: starts going 25 carries for a buck fifty, you know, week in, week out, then they can get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. But right. Not yet.
4: I don't know, and this is a side conversation, I don't know that Tony Pollard will ever be a 25 carry guy.
3: I, I, I think there's, again, there's method to well, how they're using him. But if you looked at him
5: yesterday, you'd think he's ready for the Hall of Fame.
4: You know, I survived Braden having Tony Pollard yesterday. Because Christian McCaffrey. So glad to hear that. He just keeps talking
5: himself up. You notice that? Chris says, Oh, you know, I survived this because I had this guy. I did. I did. Thank you for recognizing. You're starting his. to become that annoying <laughs> guy that everyone's going to want to root against
3: again. It took until about week
5: eight, but you're starting it's to get annoying. The again. real
3: scravy is yeah. showing. The, the real scravy is starting to
5: poke through.
4: It felt so good to be in number three fourth place in my one league that I haven't been in anything other than last for the past five years. All right. This the, is the
3: one that they forgot to tell you uh, what your punishment, that punishment was,
4: be? was. Yeah, but I still ran the the five uh, k
5: anyway. Uh, the chippiness. Well, they've between, run out of punishments for you because you.
3: I've had come the
4: in last every year. year. There's nothing
5: to be punished anymore.
4: <laughs> Honestly, you're numb to it now. Yeah, I am, but there are some really terrible punishments out there. Like I don't know why these people. It's, it's a fantasy league. I will leave the fantasy league before I have to go run through a store in my underwear or something like that. Like, I'm not going to do that. It's and, not going to uh, happen.
5: To a person, everybody in the <laughs> store just went... (laughs) (laughs)
4: they did they did because it will (laughs) never happen I will leave the league the chippiness between Buffalo Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs and Green Bay Packers cornerback Jair Alexander began when both players ran out of the tunnel at the same time another tunnel incident here we go they ran out of the tunnel at the same time for pregame warmups but how did it end well it depends on who you ask here is Stephon Diggs talking about the beef after the game I mean my opponent changes each and every week as far as like uh, I used to play them in the past so it wasn't like something I anticipated him I don't know, doing the he did I didn't anticipate that well, I, I don't who started it. I finished it you know what <laughs> saying? I got a win. I got the win It's not a, uh, I don't deal with more victories I don't deal with one-on-one battles because this is not a one-on-one game we're not out there playing seven on seven I and mean, this is not one-on-ones, if that's the case I'm by myself but it's a team effort you know what I'm saying? I got a dub I feel like uh, at the end of the
3: day there are no more victories.
4: That was a very out of breath Stephon Diggs. He was going
3: 100 miles an hour right there. He
4: was also in his gear. I think he just ran in and was like, "Can I get this over with?" <laughs> uh, so fans love this about Stephon Diggs, and then the Packers fans obviously aren't so happy about it. But Chris, can you come out on top of beef when your team loses? Is it ever possible?
5: Well, if you intercept four passes or something, and you in, in still a loss, come yeah, up short, okay, but yeah. I thought the Green Bay guy, what's his name? J- Jair, Jair Alexander. Alexander. I think he looked the fool yesterday. I mean he was acting the fool. I mean, just making all kinds of gyrations and you know I, he 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 had one move where he tried to make it look like he was I think putting a sword in his holster. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what he was trying to do. It Stefan funny. Diggs looked up at him like, What are you even doing? Like how is this supposed to be, you know, making you know, making fun of me? Uh, I don't know 14 nothing Buffalo they never trailed they were in command the entire game I can understand Alexander trying to keep himself fired up and in the in the fray but yeah I thought he looked pretty bad in all of this and so that's, that's all I can come up with. I, I didn't watch the entire game,
4: No, so it I didn't just, see if Diggs started it. No, no, no. It was When they were coming out of the tunnel, Jair Alexander, I think, started this whole thing. He
3: did. He called him. He uh, told him he wasn't on his level, called him a little boy. Yeah. Well,
5: he's he's kind of wrong. I mean, he's he
4: kind of wrong. Like if you,
3: if you're definitely tra- wrong.
5: Yeah, if you're going to have a trash-talking contest with Larry Bird or Michael Jordan, I don't think it you are you are going to lose. You stink at shooting threes. <laughs> oh
3: yeah, yeah. Well, Check out my. I records. dare
5: you to take that shot, Burr. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the interesting thing is that, you know, like the, the question, the original question, Scrabby, of can you come out on top with a loss? I think the answer, the answer to that is no. Stefan Diggs had six catches for 108 yards, a touchdown. He had a long of 53. Now that being said, none of his catches came against Jair Alexander. I did not know that. Right. However, you still can't like if your coaches doesn't think enough of you to put him on, uh, put you on him. True. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. And I know these defenses have systems where you know they say they don't move. Yeah. But that also you know extinguishes your your argument mm, a little that's bit. A good like point. okay, well, I can't help that your coach keeps you on this side. And we're just burying this other dude over here. You don't then get to turn around and be like, well, he didn't do anything against me. Well, I was over here. That's that's not his (laughs) fault. And he had 108 yards of touchdown. He did. And most importantly, his team won.
4: Yeah, yeah. This is not a good look for Jair Alexander in this particular instance.
3: Number two.
4: And Stephon Diggs is not someone I
3: want to trash talk to because he seems like he's a very good trash talker. He seems like one of those dudes, even if he's like, this fight is going to last forever because he's he's yeah. until he gets where he feels like he's won. Yeah, this is going to continue. Oh yeah. oh yeah, And I will sit back and eat my popcorn watching it.
4: Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Okay, something NASCAR fans have probably thought about. What but number you, is this? I, I played it. I thought I
3: didn't hear it. Oh, number two.
4: Something NASCAR fans have probably thought about, but never <laughs> thought they would actually. See gotta happen. know what
5: number it is.
4: Sorry. Did you guys see what happened at NASCAR yesterday? No. What happened? <laughs> what happened at NASCAR? Well, it's probably something that I, I didn't think I would ever see in a real NASCAR race. This happened at Martinsville and Ross Chastain. He wanted to get into the top five in order to race for the championship next week. So he needed to gain two positions in the final lap. It's a short track. So here's what he did. He just put his foot down on the gas to drive his car into the wall And using the wall to slingshot him around some people, uh, to to slingshot him around five other cars, he gained five spots in the final two turns, and he ended up making the top five. And drivers are like, I don't know if this is cool or not, but right after the race, he was asked about this working, and here's what he said.
3: Played a lot of card, 2005 on the GameCube with Chad growing up, and uh, you could get away with it. And I never knew if it would actually work. And I've, I mean, I've done, <laughs> I did that when I was eight years old. And um, I grabbed fifth gear. I asked off a of two um, on the last lap if we needed it, and we did. I couldn't tell who was leading, and uh, I just made the choice. I grabbed fifth gear down the back and full committed. Um, once I got against the wall, I basically let go of the wheel. And, just hope i didn't catch the the turn four access gate or something crazy but i was willing to do it and um for this track
4: house group right i I don't need to hear all the ricky bobby uh sponsorship reads but this is a pretty wild wild thing that happened with ross chastain uh there are drivers who are saying it's really bad and they should never be doing this there are other drivers who are like i hope you know not a bad idea but i hope that they put in a rule against this including joey Logano. Uh, other drivers were like, this is just purely stupid because your car could end up into the stands and hurt a lot of people. So, Tony, uh, now there, that there is talk about whether or not they should create a rule to ban this, should this type of thing be banned from NASCAR races?
3: First of all, I want to go ahead and point out that my uh, NASCAR knowledge is minimal. So. But it's,
4: your dad was a NASCAR guy, right? No.
3: Oh, Okay. Uh, your NASCAR knowledge is what? Middle? Uh, minimal. 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 Yeah. I, I don't I'd do like
5: to p- point out the mine is lower than his. <laughs> okay. What do you guys my have? I've never even heard of this is, I haven't is, heard of him either.
3: But. Uh, I, like, I, I don't know how dangerous this is or not. It was not. very dangerous. Well, I can't take your word for it. Forgive me for saying that. I, I need to hear from a professional on this one. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, crashing your car was never going to help you. <laughs> crashing your car I is not never going to help you. I'm just saying, it seems pretty creative to run it his car really into the wall and have it slingshot him, basically. Yeah. Five spots to get to where he it's was crazy. trying to. He clearly had intent. He clearly thought it would work. As he said, he did it on the GameCube.
4: Yeah. By the yeah. way, GameCube is like. He said 2005, two br- NASCAR 05.
3: <laughs> That's. That's back there sometimes. That is back there. Um, I can't be mad at him. I mean, that's like a... It's not against the rules. That's a pretty witty he, idea that he pulled off. He basically hit the gas. From a
4: competitive side, I, I'm, I like it. Ran into the wall, lifted his hands off the steering wheel so his hands didn't break as he hit the wall. And after the race, he said, everything's gone. The brakes are gone.
3: (laughs) Everything's gone. Chris, Wait, uh, wait, he had to take his hands off the wheel?
4: Because the the wheel will spin, and it will spin your hands with it. So you take your hands off the wheel so that nothing happens to your hands. And so he just kept his foot on the gas and continued on around. Wow. Uh,
5: Chris, should they ban this? I don't know what they should do, but I know that that's how a lot of rules get changed. Yes. Mm, People push go. the envelope, do something that hasn't been done before. It works. Somebody says, I know it worked, but it was too dangerous. So we're going to have to put in a rule and to legislate against it.
4: Yeah, there definitely it is. true.
5: All right, real quick. XFL, did you guys know it's
4: having a new season coming out? Eight teams, Arlington, D.C., Houston, Orlando, San Antonio, Seattle, St. Louis, and Vegas. Should San Diego have a team, Chris? No. Tony, no, is this
3: this, uh, the Rocks? Yes, he
4: did a a, uh, really, really crazy hype video this morning. The San Antonio team is called the Brahmas, and Heinz Ward is the head coach. So, I think that was the Rock getting
3: in on that one. The Brahmas, the Brahmas, not
5: enough to get me uh, (laughs) interested.
3: Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like Chris versus the fans is gonna happen. These phone lines are jacked, so you have to be entertained by.